Attention, Midwest firefighter. Attention, Midwest firefighter. We have a large wildland fire reported west of town near the Smith residence. everybody we're back on another episode of the midwest firefighter kelsey aaron and yours truly greg how's it going today absolutely wonderful i'm so excited to be here you kelsey same man you were just bursting at the seams with enthusiasm here so um you know really excited to be back in the studio today we got a really fun one uh something near and dear to all of our hearts uh but to start out with um aaron would like to make a confession and it has to do with um, a sticker that said, uh, I did that. <laughs> Unless you what, don't want to confess to that. What, what what am I confessing to? All right, we'll keep it a secret for now. We'll maybe release it later. But, um, you know, today, guys, uh, something near and dear to all of us in, in the fire service is training, right? Um, you're excited because this, this class has a bomb name, right? Like world's best class or whatever you want to call it, you know, and you're like, wow, you're jacked up and you go in and 2,862 slides later, you get out of class and you're like, wow, that sucked. There is nothing better than death by PowerPoint. Ooh, death by PowerPoint. Did you say there's nothing better than that? It was a joke. But. Oh gosh, darn, <laughs> I missed the punchline. Sorry. I was like, man. You and I, I live in worlds I, apart from each other. I will say though, I uh, I sat in on a class and uh, the lady I think had over six hundred slides in a two hour two hour class, and it was by no means a, a minute of being dull. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and and I, I shouldn't stereotype all PowerPoint that way, but um, you know I, I'm more of a doer than a than uh, analytical. I mean, and I, I'll give you credit. You're more analytical than I am. But um, in that class that you described was very interesting. I kind of wish I would have taken it. But nine times out of ten, it seems like you sign up for a class and you go in there and there's PowerPoint. It's like, wow, when is the next coffee break? It's like we've been in here for two hours and you look at your watch. It's been seven minutes. This is going to be exciting. Well, I've I've heard the saying that your mind can only absorb what your seat will will stand or handle you know no, i was gonna keep my comments to myself because <laughs> I, I would agree um sometimes i think my mind can absorb less because sometimes i think I, I walk into training and my mind's as hard as a rock yeah and i don't realize it until they start talking I'm like man this guy doesn't what he's talking about he's an idiot and then it's like you know uh when we, we go to trainings um yeah it's kind of one of the first topics is when we go to trainings um, do we walk in the room and instantly start evaluating the instructor or do we walk into the room with an open mind saying, I'm here to learn. I do not have to agree, but I'm here to learn. I, th- I think there, a lot of people do both. What do you think, Kels? I would, I would agree. Some people, as soon as they walk in, you know, they're they're looking at the instructor, see if he's sitting there talking with other people, or, or if he's just sitting by himself, you know, zoned in on what he's going to be doing. Or. Yeah, that's like 
you know, when you walk into LJ's class, it's, you, you know, straight up, right up front, what, what's going down. It pretty much tells you who's in charge and how things are going to go, but in a very polite way. But, um, that's one thing is, as you know, uh, training instructors with you guys, that's one thing that I like is you walk in the room and it's lively. I mean, it is, it's a hundred mile an hour once you get in that room and it makes it fun. I agree. I think the if you can have fun, it makes training way more fun. And believe it or not, that's one of the three keys here on today's podcast is how do you make training fun? But it's not, um, how do I want to classify fun? It needs to be enjoyable and it needs to be relevant and it needs to leave you wanting more. Those are the three things. But you know, it also needs to be, okay, cool, we beat that scenario or we worked our way through that scenario. Well, what's what's next, right? Um, and, and to lead into that, when I went and had to do that hazmat training out in Nashville for a week, um, you know, you think of hazmat training for a week, you're like, whoo, this is going to be exciting. But they kept it fun, and we actually learned a lot, and, and the class was really good. So uh, but how they did it was a lot of outdoor activities, which is, is good, you know, um, some kids colored, uh, pictures and some kids dug in the sandbox for the cat poop. And I was the kid in the sandbox digging. So I'm more of the outsides and learn by screw ups than coloring pretty pictures and staying in the line. So, um, but so I want to talk about how we get there. How do we make this fun, relevant and leaving you wanting more? I, I think, I think unfortunately, um, PowerPoint is, is a necessity to a degree, but I don't think it's the end all to a uh, a really good training scenario. It needs to be balanced, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey, your thoughts? Yes, I would agree. And, you know, sometimes to keep it fun is, you know, we're still kids at heart. You know, sometimes we're, we're big kids with big toys, right? <laughs> exactly. So sometimes, I mean, you just kind of got to think back to your childhood. Hey, how could, you know, what was fun, you know, and, but you, I mean, you got to have fun, but as like a child, but also, you know, be adult about it and, you know, do it the right way. Yeah. I mean, and I relate back to several of the trainings that the, the three of us have designed together. Um, you know, we fit well together, the three of us specifically, because we all look at things slightly different. Um, you know, Aaron, you're extremely famous for making it way harder than I ever wanted it to begin with. Um, but in the end, by complexing it, we're pushing people out of their comfort zone and, and making it a better training. And I, I'm going to relate back to the confined space, entrapment, grain tube, four-foot speaker blurring in your face training you had uh, here not too long ago. I was like, Aaron, like... This is too much. Oh, let's put a dummy drag in there. Hey, man. Oh, what about hose drag? Okay. You know, obstacle course. All right, man. Let's put them on a treadmill in full gear. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Sure. Why not? You know, let's send it. (laughs) That, uh, but it was fun. It it was. It turned out to be a lot of fun. Um, And I think that's where, for us specifically, by making it stressful, but yet enjoyable. That's kind of how we can make it fun. 
if that well, makes sense. I, I think, I think, you know, like when people start to work out and I mean, it's, it's like any other type of training. If you, if you don't challenge yourself, you're, you're not, you're not using your muscles, your brain, you're, you're not, you're just going through the motions. But if you actually make it so that it's harder, harder than last time, just a touch harder, it, it helps build, build more muscle, more memory. It makes it more memorable. Well, and I promise you one thing for to both of you right here, right now, and I'll, I'll say this on the air. Like, if you guys beat my time in anything that I do as far as training, like, I'm going to do it until I beat you. <laughs> like, I'm just telling you, I am not going to lose. Like, challenge accepted. All right, bring it. Like, but, but well, what that's they where my mentality's at, you know? What do they say? There's two boats in a ro- in the water, and, and uh, it's a race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, when you, you pull up to the stoplight and, uh, you know, you're driving your work pickup with the utility box and <laughs> grandma's over there in her 94 escort and you're like yeah i'm gonna burn her <laughs> right like it, it, it's totally it goes ridiculous. it goes through everybody's head oh yeah you're, you're just like back to the fast and the furious and you're, you're either uh oh uh vin diesel or who's the other guy um oh. walker's the last name uh i cannot remember right. his name just edit that part out but um <laughs> But anyways, it's like you're sitting there and, and you got that Dodge Charger and you're just revving it up and the hood's shaking, the whole car's flexing. You're like, yeah, I'm going to roast them off the line. And in reality, we're just hoping we make it off the line. It doesn't break down. So Right. And here you are sitting in the Chevy Suburban. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Now, that mommy missile's got some power. I'm not going to lie. That thing will move down the road. So, mm-hmm. but, but no, I mean, that's, that's the spirit behind it. And, um, you know, and I think another as, uh, an aspect of it, how you keep it relevant, fun, and leaving you wanting more is uh, how the instructors portray it to the, the cadre, the students, um, initially. You know, if you go out there and you're like, all right, guys, training tonight's going to suck. We're doing hydrants, and it sucks, and we don't like doing hydrants, but suck it up. Well, is anybody going to enjoy that? I, I'll be honest, I know we have to do it, but I... I'd rather just take a section of the town with a hydrant wrench on my own instead of being around that person. Yeah, I think I think your attitude really really plays into it, which it does in a lot of things in life too. Yeah, and and, and it's gotta be make it fun, make it a competition. You know, we've uh, out here in this neck of the world, we we fight fire a little differently than a lot of people do. You know, um, how we ride our trucks, but we've played soccer with them before you know you go to a big open area let me stress that big open area because you're using the trucks and you're not allowed to actually like kick the ball but you use the water stream to move the ball and the ball is your fire and you're trying to race one team from one end down to the other and back you know works on excuse me uh nozzle control and and pattern because sometimes you don't want to hit that ball when you're getting to the end of your turnaround you don't want to punt that ball clear across. You can, but you don't want to, you know. Uh, so communication between your driver and, and your passengers and working together as a team because I promise you two streams hitting that foam ball, soccer ball, is way better than one. Yep. And when you make that a race, boy, even even the most senior elders of the department start getting into it a little bit. And and that's when it's fun. And, and if you can accomplish the task that you want, um, 
in a competition, generally it's it's pretty fun. So, Kelsey, what's what's one aspect that, um, I guess, how do I develop a training that leaves you wanting more? We pretty much said it. Make it fun, enjoyable. Yeah. What I mean, I guess I'm trying to think of when you walked out of. LJ's class, use him as an example. Um, you're like, man, I feel like run through a brick wall. Well, what was it about that that made you want to do that? Just the way that he presented the material. Um, yeah, his was a his was a PowerPoint, but just the way he presented it made a big difference. Yeah. It and it was it was inspirational. Yep. Right. It's like, wow, I could make a change. Yep. You know, and and then I relate back to the day we were going up there on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, that young man on the road. Oh wow, fire truck! It's like, man, don't lose that spirit. And you go sit through this this guy's class, and it's like, hey, he's flat telling me I can make a change, and I see this, and I can make a change. You know, and, and I can make a positive impact on somebody. Um, and then talking through Marissa and, and you just think about all these podcasts that we've done and released, you start wrapping all this stuff together and it's like, okay, somebody's always watching everything that we do at all times, be a good role model. Yep. But as instructors on the department for the training of these people, you have a wide variety of ages to appeal to. So is the oldest... Uh, man on the department going to do the same training as the youngest man on the department? Probably not. I mean, I it, think they could. It kind of depends what his role is on that department. Yeah. No, I, I won't. I won't disagree with that. I I uh, follow a guy on uh, Facebook and Instagram that's uh, a fire chief, and uh, he makes it his uh, a, a, a concerted effort uh, to participate in the the trainings of the department and that's i mean it he'll go into a burning building he doesn't do it he doesn't do it all the time but uh i've i've seen pictures of him running on a treadmill in it full full gear now i don't know a lot of fire chiefs that uh set that example for the rest of their department yeah i mean and and that is with an air pack so yeah, I mean, if you're you're on the fire department or whatever and you're pulling into the weight room for a nice little workout and you open up the door and your chief's in there with an air pack on running on a treadmill, it's like, whoa. You look over, he's been on there for 25 minutes. Yeah, it's like, I think I forgot something at home. I'll be back later. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, and that's, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, those are some really good points about being inspirational you know, paying attention to, to who is watching you, people are always watching you, keep it fun, you know, and, and relevant, right? Like, I don't know, we've all gone through that training where you go through it and you're like, that's not what I expected. I wish I wouldn't have done that. But I would challenge you when you think that to say that you got 0% out of that class. Well, I, I think it, it all goes back to, to the mindset um, if you're taking a class, do you want to learn something or do you just want to sit in a chair? Right. Because 
if you want to learn something, I guarantee you that you will learn something. You're going to come up with it, something. It might be something you've already touched on or um, or addressed in previous trainings or things like that. But I think that you can build build on it. Or who knows? It might be just another rep, a rep of doing it. And it just solidifies that, hey, you know, that is a good idea on how to do this. Yeah. Um, just because I ran a mile once doesn't mean I'm an expert at running a mile. Right. You I know, mean, if you want to become an expert on running a mile, do it every day. Yeah. Do it multiple, multiple times a day. Well, and, and you know, there's tons of studies and, and I don't have any of them right in front of me, but there's tons of studies out there from universities basing around the, the human brain, right. And, and the time that it can stay focused. Um, on average, they say about 45 minutes is you can stay engaged 45 minutes and then you need 10 to 15 minutes of a break to kind of uh, decompress with what you have. Now, um, I know there's several in the fire service that are like myself and that 45 minutes is more like 4.5 minutes. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden that squirrel gets finding nuts up in that head and it's like, oh, I wonder about this. It's like, hmm, I wonder why the rainbow is in the color it is. You know, it's just totally random thoughts come hit your head and I was glad my parents didn't uh, send me to see a doctor, you know, as a young child, because they probably would have diagnosed me with something. So, but, um, well, I, I think I think that honestly, the younger the younger the people, the shorter the attention span is. Right, right. And and because, and I I want to touch on this. We got in a great debate the other day at work over this because we are designed as younger humans and it's getting worse and worse by the newer generations coming up. They're, they're not bad generations whatsoever. I get so tired of hearing, Oh, you millennials, you just expect everything. Listen, you guys raised us. Okay. So (laughs) stop, stop with that lingo. But, but one thing I want to challenge everybody is we have the whole world in our fingertips at all times. So you want me to sit here and listen to you all day long to tell me something I can Google in five minutes. And I'm yeah. not disrespecting anybody for that because I love going and learning from classes. But that's the way our world exists today. So, talking about training, how do we adapt to today's firefighter with training that was designed 20 years ago? Well, I, I was in a class and he, one of the instructors said, I mean, every one of us has a smartphone. I mean, you show up on a scene and don't know how to how to get into something uh, like a, a lock or or maybe it's a piece of machinery? How difficult is it to Google it? Yeah. I mean, you've got Google, YouTube. I mean, somebody's got where, it. Where's the airbags in a uh, a twenty twenty three uh, Jaguar? I have no clue, but I guarantee you that with Google, I can probably find it in less than two minutes. Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent, you know, and so do I need, do I need to have that knowledge stuck in my head all the time? It helps, but and, and, sometimes and, just knowing where the reference is and I think, does it. And I think learning has changed so much over the years because it's not, um, one plus two equals or one plus one equals two, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's not that through repetition. It's like, okay, here's, how you can go find an answer. I would I would totally agree with that. I think that that if you can learn 
how to learn. Yep. The, the world's your oyster. Yeah. It, it, once you figure that, I'm going to take you one step further now. So you've learned how to learn. Now you need to learn how to teach people to learn how to learn. Yep. And learn how to want to learn. Yeah. And then make it fun. All right. And so then once you once you figure all of that out, then we'll you, tackle you, women. <laughs> when you get that far, let me know. We'll, we'll get the next one. Out. But in all seriousness, though, it's like you're exactly right. The world's your playground, right? Uh, you, you can, I mean, you can just expound this and expound and expound and expound and expound, right? But you know, keeping this fire related, um, once you learn how to learn what works for you as an instructor, identifying how other people are learning in your room, um, you know, because, you know, doing some teaching throughout the years for various different things, it it never fails. You're up there instructing, let's say, on off of PowerPoint. But you're instructing off of PowerPoint. And you got two or three guys in the back look at their phones. Now, the old rule of thumb was they're not paying attention. I about guarantee you they are listening to you. As long as they're not actively talking to each other, they are listening. But they probably also grew up with a fidget spinner, and they just need something. Well, or or they're or they're googling. Hey, yeah. does this guy does this guy know what he's talking about? They, they could be fact checking you. Yeah. So you may not want to call them out in the class because because they might throw a dart back at you. <laughs> but um. Uh, and I, I think that it's always all evolving. So, I mean, I think in the training aspect, sometimes we need to implement that. Bring that bring that tool, bring that smartphone back in instead of saying, hey, uh, you need to put your phone down. Say, hey, okay, everybody pull your phones out. Yeah. I got something. I, I got something. We need, to, we need to figure out how to do this. So Right. It, it's like a, a mechanic, right? Uh, he's got sockets and... and uh, ratchets and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, sockets fit on ratchets, ratchets turn sockets. Great. I'm never going to deny that. But if you got an impact to put on that socket, guess what? <laughs> We're going places, right? <laughs> That's how I relate the iPhone, right? Like, can I figure this out with pen and paper and listen to instruction? Absolutely. You can, and you can learn how to do it. Or you can take that space shuttle in your pocket and type on it and travel the world in 20 seconds and figure it out. Yep. You know, and, and I don't look at the cell phone as a, a pitfall. Um, it is addicting. It is it is very addicting to be on your cell phone a lot, and that piece does scare me. But, you know, these, these younger generations coming up are learning, and they're learning differently. So as older generations teaching younger, younger generations, it's your job to learn how to teach to those to learn how to learn. What do you think, Kelsey? Well, I agree. Just look at our uh, um, Firefighter 1 classes. Yeah, blended. Yep, they went to, to online blended now. And when I was trying to take it, that would even wasn't, I mean, that wasn't a thing. Well, they didn't even have internet, man. You were just lucky if you could get a bag phone. Hey, I had a bag phone. I know you didn't text on it, did you? Nope. There was no texting and driving with bag phones. I'm just going to throw that out there. So I don't even think I had texting at the time. Uh, it was called writing a letter. Yep. 
How many letters but, did you write, by the way? When I was like in fifth grade, quite a bit. Oh, come on, man. Your pen pal? Nope. You know, pen pals were fake, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, will, I will I will. say my, my kids have pen pals. Legitimate ones? Yeah. Oh, this whole time I thought the teacher just took the letters home and wrote us back. <laughs> All right. Maybe, but, maybe they're not. But tie, tying it back in, into the, the training part, let's uh, let's kind of circle back on that. So what do we got? We we need to make it fun. Yeah. We relevant. Need to, we need to make it relevant. Yeah. And, and I would throw current on relevant, too. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't need to be outdated stuff of like, hey, we want you to put pants on because hip-high boots don't work. All right. Dude, come on. We're past that point, right? Well, and, and I think I would I would throw challenging in there. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like it. Um, what else, Kels? I think you guys pretty much covered everything. Engaging. I yeah. mean, yeah, you can sit in- up there and incorpor- lecture, incorporate, but, yeah, incorporate the people of the, the or the students into the into the class. Well, and and you could go in there as an instructor, and this has happened many many times. You go in there as an instructor and you start teaching, and you realize that's not what the whole class expected your class to be about. So unless you know what your audience wants, how do you know what to teach? I mean, you could be offering this, but maybe they need it altered just a little bit. Maybe flexible would be the yeah, a way of go. saying it. Free t-shirts. Stickers. You never know. You never know. Everybody likes free stuff, right? Everybody does. Everybody likes free stuff. Speaking of free stuff, I got an announcement to make. And this comes from Kelsey. You want me to do it or you want to do it? You can do it. Oh, man. Okay. Guys, Kelsey has been extremely generous, and uh, he's going to host a competition. We're going to call it Kelsey Time, Episode 1. In his competition... um, Here's the rules. You had to listen all the way to the end of this podcast about us jabbering about training, which we're real serious about. So, um, But what we're looking at doing is expanding um, operations, I guess you could call it, to some degree. And we have a, a, a poll question for the audience. Who would want to take a class if we were to host one? If the Midwest firefighter was to start teaching classes, who would want to take it? Now, for Kelsey's giveaway... This is coming from him personally. Um, you have to like and share the podcast and comment on the main podcast on the Facebook page, me. If you do that, you're entered in the drawing. And uh, we're going to leave it up for a couple weeks, let it let it simmer. So it would be, let me get my calculator out. Why don't we, why don't we do it on uh, the end of April? End of April. Yeah, gives us a, so a little over a month. That would be the 29th. Okay. On that, well, or we could just do the 30th. That sounds good. April 30th. What do you think, Kels? Sounds You're the one good. giving it away. What, sounds good. What's your favorite time of day? When, when do you want to call it? When do you want to announce it? Let's do 6 o'clock. In the morning? At night. Morning. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's a Sunday. Okay, 6 o'clock at night, April 30th. Remember, like, share it, comment me on the main one on the Midwest Firefighter page. And that is how 
you'll be entered in this drawing. And this drawing is going to be valued around 100 bucks. So get in on it. It's pretty cool. And it does not include a selfie of Kelsey. Sorry. Those are for me only. <laughs> but thank you, guys. Um, like I said, like it, share it, comment on it. Um, keep sharing the show. We're we're over, uh, last check, like five different countries we've been in. So um, keep checking it out. Hit the T-shirt up. T-shirt shop up. Um, support the, support the brand, man. So anything else anybody has? No, Aaron shaking his head. No, Kelsey shaking his head. No, I guess, uh, send us emails at the Midwest firefighter at gmail.com and, and appreciate you guys time. Thank you.